this sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity is generated by the apparatus. It's not just a thought, because a thought wouldn't be that so convincing. Just like, usually you can have somewhat of some relief from thoughts, but when thoughts combine with feelings, you're usually screwed here. Yeah? That's when it gets really juicy, doesn't it? A thought can be seen, oh yeah, it's driving me crazy, but it's not It's not like a full body experience. You're not like drenched in that mental chocolate. Yeah? But when you feel it, and then it combines with the thought, and the thought will spin off the feeling to generate more of that feeling, that's the spinning of you. So it's a feeling combined with a thought, in a sense. Because the body's language is feelings, yeah? The mind's language is thoughts. So the, the mind uses both. It, it's, it speaks the language of feelings, which you've interpreted. They're just feelings and sensations, but just like you hear a sound and you interpret it as English, someone hears another sound, they interpret it as Chinese, well, there's feelings, and we interpret them as anger and love and this and that, but they're just sensations of the body. So that language gets hijacked by the mental process, and then it it spins a feeling, a story of feelings about you, and about what was you and what's going to be you. And then the thoughts reinforce that. So you have the thought, and then it's wrapped with feeling, and then that's also circled with thinking all day, obsessing over self. How do you obsess over self? Thinking. Yeah. That's that's the form of obsession. It can take a form of looking at yourself in mirrors every time you pass a window and everything, but that's a, that's just another re-engagement with the body to keep the mind identified as a body. It constantly needs to be reinforced because if you didn't see your face or another face, you wouldn't know you were a body after a while. It was just all of this is conjured up and contrived. And therefore, there's a relief from it. If you not recognize the whole system, because the whole system has a great fail-safe mechanism, which is you're identified with a product of the system. Yeah? So the mental process is producing a product called AU, and it's presenting AU in feeling and thought, and in interpreting feeling and thought, and if you, there's a belief engages with that, the A drops off, and now it's you. And now it just riffs. As soon as that's established, it already has the hook in, and now it just riffs a story about you all day. And then that story can be trumpeted by a story about them, and about the world, and about the past, and about the future. But basically, it's all a way of reinforcing the sense of being a self. And it's our yeoman's job. It's a lot of work because it's not true. So it has to conjure up a sense of reality out of really nothing because there's no reality to it. It's based upon, the show is based on, on the platform of reality, which is conscious contact, yes? Without conscious contact, there'd be no noting of any thoughts and there'd be no noting of any feelings, so you wouldn't be able to, the mind wouldn't be able to spin a sense of what those thoughts and feelings imply, which is me. They wouldn't be able to do that. So conscious contact is the platform or the stage, but now we're usually playing in the puppet theater of mind, conditional mind. The conditional mind is, how it does that is it claims the demonstration of being here or living, which is conscious contact, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. And it claims it by saying or implying, or now you don't even say or imply, it's just a feeling, that I'm seeing, 
I'm feeling, I'm hearing, I'm tasting, I'm touching. Now that's a giant leap. Because in the fact, when you were a kid and seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, like before maybe when you were born to like 16 months, there was no sense of being an individual yet. And yet there was seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. So the individual idea came later than the conscious contact. So the conscious contact is really the, the state of being here. Yeah? Consciousness being itself as a verb by being conscious of. So it's conscious of all of this, yes, through seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, smelling. And that ha- would have to happen through a body. Yeah? Consciousness could not have a contact with this place unless through a body. Because uh, it has to go through certain doors. Yeah? Consciousness has to go through the door of vision and ear and taste and touch, which the body is like the, uh, the facilitator of that. So consciousness enlivens the body, and now consciousness can be conscious of quote-unquote things by seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and thinking. Yeah? It can see thoughts about those things. So, so the mind has its experience, which is thoughts about this place. Consciousness sees that. Just like a, I'd see a bird if it flew by through my eye, consciousness, consciousness sees thoughts. Same, same, really. So consciousness is seeing thoughts, and then there's consciousness, vision consciousness, hearing consciousness, smelling, tasting, touching consciousness. So consciousness is behind each entrance and exit through that door, the doors of, of the senses. It's consciousness going through it, not you. <laughs> consciousness is going through the, the, the doors and meeting itself here. There's a mental process saying, I am the one who's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, Yes? And thinking. And it claims everything. Now it claims the body is my body. The thoughts have more of an entrancing effect because they sound like your voice, which is just coming out of this body's vocal cords. It's a big leap to say they're your your voice because it's just the voice of this body. Yeah? I mean, truly, this is not Paul's voice. That's the mind claiming the voice of this body. Yeah? And so when the thoughts are amplified with that sounding like me, because it's coming from this sound, that's purely the act of identifying. That's, that's the root of the dilemma, yeah? It's not the sound of the voice that's, flipping, that's getting you so entranced by the thoughts in your head. It's the, sound, it's the belief that it's your voice. Seriously. If you believed it was God's voice, you would think you were having a spiritual experience when it was talking about what happened at Denny's that day. But because you think it's your voice, yeah, it just reinforces a sense of you all day. And it's, if you had another voice saying, oh, this voice has been recognized as Mother Teresa's, you wouldn't take it seriously going through your head because you'd have an immunity to it because you'd see those thoughts weren't yours, you would say they were Mother Teresa's. They weren't hers anyway, but it would actually help you to have immunity to the thoughts if you could see them as someone else's thoughts. That's what we're really doing with this message. We're trying to see that what is a thought? It's just a thought until it becomes your thought. How does it become your thought? There must be a claiming of it. How is, what is it that's claiming it? The mental process. Does that imply there's a you that's claiming the thought? No. Only to you does it imply that. Yeah? Only to the you that it's made up. Yeah? Because there's no you for it to be implied to. 
Yeah? The sense of being a you that it's implying that message to is what's already been established by the trance. The sense of there's a you. You're already trying to deal with its effect at that second level. Go to the first level. Who, there is no one for anything to be implied to. What? You won't get fooled again. There's never been anyone who was fooled. What do you mean, to be fooled again? The sense of thinking you were fooled is the dilemma. Not that you were fooled, but who got fooled? Because if there's a you that got fooled, there'll be a you that will get unfooled, and there'll be a you that will get fooled again. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. And who tells you if you're fooled or not all day? Your head. Yeah? It's God coming down from the sky and telling you, oh my son, you did wrong today? No, your head's telling you. You don't need a God. God's being played already every day. And entertains another God, but that's always a weaker God than it, because it's running the whole show, isn't it? Who tells you if you'd be close to God? You do. <laughs> Can you imagine? I really want to know the truth. Okay, I'm going to rely on something that's totally bogus to let me know how I'm doing with it. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? It's not knowing the truth and not knowing the truth. There's no need to know the truth. None whatsoever. You are that. There's no need to have an understanding. An understanding is like a substitute until something gets established, yeah? That's all it is. It's not like, oh, I got what I was looking for, an understanding that you can wield and get an advantage with. No. An understanding is another hindrance in a sense. There's something prior to understanding. And that's what there's an understanding of. That there's something prior to understanding. So there's a point where, quote-unquote, your efforts and determinations end and there's like putting the ball down. It doesn't mean the game's over. Something picks it up. Yeah? But you put the ball down. In recovery, you call it a surrender. Surrender. Yeah? You surrender. You get exhausted and you give up. And yet, things continue after you give it up. The whole thing doesn't come to a complete halt because it really had nothing to do with you. You're like a narrator of the game. You cannot call the game off. Really? And you're not even a participant of it. The mind is just narrating it and there's a sense of you being the player, but if there was a real sense of you, you're more the narrator. And that's, you're not that, but you're more of a narrator than any player. So I found, hey, if I'm not that, let's leave it at that. If I'm not that, then see what happens. Because how everything is being interpreted and how it's happened is based on you being that. So every, every, every step of the way, every day, is determined on you being that. Your interpretation of life, the interpretation of life, what you're responding to as being real is totally based on that. If I'm not that, see what happens. See how a day will, be, will look when I'm not that. You know how it looks when you're that, when you're this. You know, it's, that's why it's like the same old, same old every fucking day. Some level, isn't it? want a fairy prince or something, someone to save me, someone to enjoy my life with me. You're not even enjoying your life. Why would you want to bring another person into the mix? <laughs> Seriously. Come someone to entertain with my, my prison cell. I got this incredible home entertainment setup, but you're still in prison. You'd be so much nicer if I have a, a bunk mate. Yeah, yeah, sure. 
But if I'm not that, what, what could possibly happen? Who knows? All your predeterminism, all your, I know it's this way, we, and then a state of I don't know, maybe just in the beginning a few times during the day, but a state of I don't know will get established. And then you'll know that you'll run into so many times you don't know what you, did, you, you need to do, and then you don't do anything, instead of always doing something when you didn't know what to do. Yeah? When you run into that very uncomfortable feeling, I don't know what to do. Don't you always freaking do something? Eat agendas or something, or porno, or do a clown on the walk, something, get some mental relief. But if you would just say in the, I don't know what to do, and not do anything, that's the pause, yeah? Do you believe everything stops being done? No. It stops being done just like it's always been done, but without the narrator of you being the doer of it. And you'll see the solution by the problem's absence. I'm telling you. When that narration is dismissed, you'll realize, that's what I was suffering from. Not what it was pointing all along the way, but actually the narration about the journey is the fucking heaviness. If you believe there's a hole, then you're going to need a ladder, right? You, then you get a ladder, you may have to rent it. Then you bring the ladder back too late, you have to pay for it. Then da da dee da 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 and then you always fall into another hole. And then you try to remember, oh, where did I buy that ladder? Get the ladder, da 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 And then you think that's a successful life. You realize there is no hole, you know. I don't want to be a professor of holes. I don't want to know all the holes you can fall into and still fall into them. I just want to know a hole so that I won't fall into it. That's all. That's the only knowledge that has value. Every All other knowledge is self-knowledge. Self claims the knowledge of freedom from itself, and it bonds itself, bonds you, your consciousness, with the information about self. It's called self-knowledge avails you nothing. I don't want self-knowledge. I want knowledge that will lead me to the freedom from self. Well, la is the message. You're not that. sense of what's happening now, you can never live in a house built on the past. It's impossible. It gets erased on the blueprint level every day. And then you're living outdoors in a sense. You're like free-ranging. You're not in a conceptual little mental tenement with the hallway of past and all your secrets and reasons why you're not happy now and all the hopes of how you'll be saved. You're just free-ranging, just hanging out. The freedom in it, quality you can never have in that mental tenement. Never, never. There's an immunity to all that there that's being presented, all that advertising. The greatest immunity to all that advertising is here. A sense of conscious contact will give you the eyes and the ears to see and hear what's not happening. You'll see it. You'll see the mental construction of what's not happening that your interest and attention gets absorbed in because it thinks it's about it. So you, you believe that it's about you, so your interest and attention follows the mental crumbs to that place called what's not happening. 
and then it has to be interested and attentive to a made-up anxiety. And then the interest and attention brings it back, and then it downloads it now into the apparatus, which is your vehicle of experience here, and you experience a product from what's not happening now. Pure, unadulterated mental anxiety. You can't see it, what you're worried about, can you? You can't smell it, you can't touch it. You think you're feeling it, and you're thinking of it, but you can't see it, smell it, taste it, hear it. For all intents and purposes, it's not happening. So if you went to a place that wasn't happening, could you bring back a product from there? It's like going to a non-Hawaii. Would you be able to bring back a pineapple? You never went to Hawaii. There would be no product you could bring back. But if you believe in all this stuff, then you bring back products from your mental Hawaii. What a terrible vacation, downloading it. All this. And so anxiety is produced from what's not happening, isn't it? Fear is a valid emotion that happens now if there's a threat. Mental anxiety is a product from what's not happening. How can you be open to those products? How are you willing to take rotten fruit every day? You've seen it all before, and yet you seem, you're like a giant one of those garages the truck just backs up and dumps it in and then you just deal with all the smell and the rottenness of it. And what does the mind make with it? It makes up a story about you. and makes you write that it's okay to be unbearable right now because at least you're right why you're unbearable. It was them. If they wouldn't have done this, I would be just great. That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, isn't it enough just to live a day here? Why would you want to have hundreds of days in the future, hundreds of days in the past, and harvest those fields with mental crops, and then download them in your little market every day, and then have to travel with all that shitty shit? Shitty shit? Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? You dump them on Amazon, you call people up, and you tell them how disappointed you are and what's not happening what once you thought happened. And then they co-sign it, and then they dump their shit on you. And it's just like giant fish market, selling like 10-day-old fish. I'm so flipped out. Why? About next Friday. It's not happening. Oh, but I'm still flipped out about it. Oh, I'm really flipped out about, about next Wednesday. But that's not happening. Can you imagine? It's amazing. We're here, and yet we're not, for all intents and purposes, we dwell totally on not here. <laughs> we just live in the mental realm of what's not happening. And we join in, and we have parties with each other. You know, giant phone bills. Texting. Texting is unbelievable now. I've seen people text themselves into hell. They're not even having a conversation with the other person. They're just texting, texting, thousands of questioning. What were you doing? <laughs> They're not doing anything. They're texting. You have no time to be doing anything else. You're texting about what's not happening and what didn't happen and what won't happen. It's unbelievable. You know, Jesus, the mind. It's just like wearing those cones dogs wear when they have mange and you don't want to bitch. They're just like this. You're just in this giant bowl and it's like aluminum foil reflecting thoughts. You're getting sunburned by an imaginary sun. 
You know, oh, I got so burned. Where? Oh, today was that terrible day. Really? Was it? Well, I wasn't really here. I was in what's not happening, and I'm telling you it was terrible. All right, see, that's different, yeah? Because if it's not happening, that's the immunity to it. That's the whole message, the whole answer. It's not happening. And if you have difficulty with that, go to the root of what's truly not happening. A self, a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, is not happening. That's the freedom from everything else. All the other intrinsic contracts you have with what's not happening is based on you as the original what's not happening. If you break that contract, you'll have immunity to this and that. You will not shut the door on the past nor regret it. Literally. You will not shut the door on the past nor regret it. Yeah? The future will be turned over. You'll be placed in a position of neutrality. Not indifference, neutrality. And in that neutrality or that point of nothingness, is truly everything. At that moment, you get that simple statement by St. Francis. What's looking is what you're looking for. At that very moment, you live that. You live that statement. You know what's looking is what I've always been looking for. So what happens? You stop looking. Not stop looking, but you stop looking as a you. Yes? And the looking for doesn't disguise the seeing. Whatever thought is said about you, one way or the other doesn't disguise that all there is a seeing. Yes? And what's not happening doesn't draw your interest and attention from what's seeing. All your interest and attention that's been invested in what's not happening gets brought back to this living bank, and it's a damn good investment, your interest and attention into now, and it produces a lot of dividends, which is you feel lighter, you travel lighter, you're not hoping you'll be happy, joyous, and free. You are in that happiness, joyous, and free. You know that you have it by giving it away. It's not like some mental idea you want to entertain down the future. You've experienced what that statement means. You have it, literally, by giving it away. You have it by giving it away. That's the way it goes. Yeah? And then the proof's in the pudding. If you want to read validating scriptures, go ahead, but there's no need for it because it's been validated way, way beyond the mental understanding that doesn't hold water here. You have it in your guts. Yeah. A certainty rises. Your interest and attention now knows its source, which is not self. You are not what's interested in it, and you're not attention. You are a conveyor of interest and attention. That interest attention is now not is now not fooled by the misidentification. It's resting in its source, which is consciousness, or let's say awareness. And it has plenty of interest and attention to tend to the demands and requests and the invitations of the day without losing the sense of its real nature. Yes. Interest and attention. Not interest and attention going into self and getting caught in that black hole where faith turns into anxiety when it comes back. If you have faith in your thoughts, and the thoughts in your head, you're going to have anxiety now. Definitely. Because the mind is going to predict. The mind's like a crazy weatherman. It's constantly predicting stormy weather every day. It's constantly telling you, no matter if, even if it's sunny, you can't really enjoy it because a big storm's coming. Yeah? Is that peace? Does peace proceed 
A short bit of peace precede a long bit of storm? Is that what peace is? Peace is prior to that. Peace isn't established by circumstances and situations. It's prior to circumstances and situations. It's in another realm. You think the mental realm is interesting, where you can manufacture products from what's not happening. That quote-unquote spiritual realm is unbelievable. The real mind realm, not the mental realm, not the thinking conceptual realm, the conditional mind, but the mind realm is unbelievable. It can, it can eradicate a search that has failed for 30 years in a split nanosecond. The peace that you thought had to be acquired by trekking across the Himalayas or doing this, walking around a statue 108 times, phenomenon 8,000 times, can be... And then you see there was nothing I needed to do. There's, this has nothing to do with thought or effort. Every thought or effort, if I apply thought or effort as the thinker and the efforter, I'm going to hide, I'm going to be polishing the mirror. I'm going to actually cause the reflection not to be clear, but am I trying to make it clearer? And what I'm going to be caught in is I'm going to see the reflection of the self in the polishing. And then the real agenda will be noticed. It's not the mirror's reflection that wants to be seen, but the polisher of the mirror, the practitioner, the devotee, the spiritual acolyte. You see it. Clear as day. It's like living with your pants down all day. Especially if you had a hernia belt, it'd be worse. <laughs> it's like living with your pants down, and then that all the pantomime of trying to pull it up, one day got exhausted, and you just leave them down. No one notices anymore. They don't care. They're too busy about their pants and their hems and everything. No, he's not having a pair of pants on. Whatever. You care less. You stop trying to pull it up. You stop trying to... You stop trying to grab a handle, a mental handle to know, and when you don't, that thing you were calling hands turn into wings. They've always been wings. You were just using wings to grab onto concepts. Once you stop, then you start flying again. It's not like you couldn't fly. It was always the case. You were just using the hands. Instead of using the hands to receive, you were using the hands to grasp and to try to get and to have. Yes, when the mind is really a reflector, it's just open. Its nature is clarity and awareness. It can see everything. And in the seeing of everything, that's the real joy. Not what's seen, but the seeing. Yeah. Something that enters and exits. 
what would it, if it was gateless, it would mean there's no place to go into or come out. It's so immediate that the mind's too slow to pick it up. That's why if you're identified with the mechanism of mind, the seeing, which is not even a state, it's stateless before that, won't be noted because it's always so. There's no time involved in it, where the mind needs time to see things, yeah? But in this timeless space, the context, your apparatus, your gauges, your barometers can't pick it up. You don't have the ability to embrace it as you're built. If you're identified as this, you can't embrace truth. It's impossible. It's a a recognition of the limitations of this. Yes? And then that admittance is the acceptance of that. And it's prior to getting ready or preparing or thinking or feeling, contemplating. It's prior to all that. It's already there before you try to beckon it with prayer. Yeah? It's not an object that can be meditated upon. It's so, always so, it can seem to be not so to us. It's so, so, always so, it can seem to be not so. We can walk around with our head up of self's ass and live as if it's not so. Because of the time and the space and the, the conceptual framework we've taken ourselves to be. You cannot reach it through the mental realm. It's not another place called what's not happening. It's not a place wrapped in a mental concept of the past, nor is it a place with time called the future. It's a timeless, placeless place. So the mental realm can't go there. Yes? The body can't strive to get there. The body can't do anything to arrive. The body can't leap into it. The body can't take a journey to get there. The body can't grab it. The body can't pin it down. The body can't vanquish it. The body can't reward itself with it. There's none of that. The body can't go there. So this is the mental and the body realm. And yet, all around the mental and body realm, at all times, is the context of what we are. But it can't be reached or mentally grasped physically or, or mind. Yeah? So how are you going to leap this unleapable chasm? How is how are you going to leap this unleapable chasm of spirit, mental and physical, by recognizing you're not the mental and physical? That the mental and physical, in a sense, is an appearance in all there is. And it is of the nature of all there is, not what it is appearing as. And that recognition, what is unleapable, which is what which is uncatchable, which is which is unthought up aboutable, which is unmeditated, which is uncontemplated, is noted. Yeah? There's an intimation of it. And then it doesn't mean the wave doesn't appear as a wave. It's just the ocean doesn't think it's a wave anymore. Yeah. The ocean, which was always the whole 
constituted reality of that wave recognizes it, itself as the ocean, even while the wave's appearing. The mental realm, yes, and the physicality, this is the, the appearance of the wave, and the mental realm attempted to identify itself as the wave, yes, to preclude the reality of the ocean, so that it could be special and right as a wave, that it could live an independent, private thought, private feelings, very special little realm called wavedom. But to have the wavedom be seemingly real, it has to deny the ocean. It's just the way it goes. So the mental realm is in the business of denying the ocean from whence it came. Now, hopefully you're exhausted by it. That's a damn good way maybe to get there. When you get exhausted by being a wave, <laughs> after you've broken on many, many shores, and, <laughs> and no one noted you how special you were, <laughs> it's the whole story about you is wearing thin, maybe, just maybe, it'll be easier for you to go, hey, maybe I'm not that. And uh, just, a, just a slight entertaining, I'm not that, if it's backed by truth, can really do something. Because look at what you've been doing with what you're not. Look at what you've made seem real, how illusory it is. Can you imagine if you entertain what is actually real, how real it could appear? Maybe people wouldn't see it and feel it and taste it and touch it, but you would sense it. You wouldn't sense it. There would be a sensing of it as you. And as you. Yeah. Yeah. Would change the bottom line in your life, really, quite nicely. All the numbers may change on top. What everyone else sees, you know, what we see here, or what you have and don't have in doing this, all of those may look like the same, but the bottom line would be much different. Yeah? Instead of the primary number one as the, the balance of all your equations, what's happening to me, <laughs> there would be the number zero, which is infinity in a sense. Yeah? Now you're going to be traveling lighter through all the numbers up here. I can say that because that's what's happened with me. I've traveled light over the years now. Nothing ever really changed. Actually, I stopped doing all the things I thought were very noble to do to change things. I stopped doing them all. You know, the things I believed were going to create a change, I stopped doing. <laughs> and then a change really became obvious. So <laughs> Maybe the only belief I have in doing and having is to get exhausted, really get exhausted by the mental realm and the physical realm, and maybe, just maybe, what's always so will leak through, you know? It'll sort of coming out of, it'll come, not like a, something that's spilled on the shirt, but something that came from underneath the shirt's leaking out. You'll start seeing things happening, like something's leaking into the life that the mind's trying to keep encapsulated in physicality and mentality. <laughs> what's that? What's that? What's that? coincidences, miracles, what's that? And then maybe, maybe you might crack open, who knows? Entertain that sort of so. Because the mind, mind is not mental. It's what's always so. entertaining information people were sharing with me. That's what happened. I heard interesting people 
say interesting things. And I entertained what they said. Had a flavor. First it was like an unspoken yes, but when I entertained it, it's sort of like, you know, if you have a, ever have a pit that you're rolling around and you, let's say you eat like an olive, but they have a pit in it, and the olive's eating the meat, but you keep the pit in there and it, you, your mouth sucks out some taste hour after hour. I used to like doing that. Maybe no one else does it, but I did different kinds of pits and you suck on them for the day and there's a flavor comes out of them. Maybe that's what I feel is entertaining. But that's the sense of entertaining. You just roll something around. You don't roll it around. It's in there. Yes? You got it through the doorman, so to speak, and it's in there. And you're just walking around as you're living, entertaining it. You don't have to take an hour off and read about it. You can. But you walk around entertaining what they've presented to you. And it started matching pretty well. One of the biggest ones, really, was a thing from The Course in Miracles. It was this lesson. The Course in Miracles is a I don't want to get into it, but they have lessons for the year. And the second lesson was, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. That had a big, big impact on me, perceptually, and this apparatus, because I really got that. Every time they presented it, you know, I really had a big hit on that. And then I, when I did that lesson, I would, when I look at something, I would have an ex- a, there would be a sense or a pause before my mind gave it name and form. Yeah? And I see, actually the veracity of that statement in my own experience would be looking at things around the room and it wouldn't be, I see it, there would be what we call a couch, but there would be this pause where that wasn't named yet and I'd be like, <laughs> and then I realized, Jesus, this whole perceptual reality is manipulated, it's made up. The mind's giving it all the meaning it has. Yeah? Their view was that projection is first, projection of mind, then perception. So, the mind projects this place, and then you think you're perceiving it as if it's solid and real outside. It's just an incredible trick. So that was one of that was a really big one. And every one I went every time I went back to that lesson, they would have a wallop on me. And still to this day, that's why I use it all the time. Nineteen years now, I always use that that uh, point because it has such a feeling to me. Yeah. So you and I give everything all the meaning it has. That's what this apparatus does. That's, that's its job, its role. This is a subjective camera location. Yeah? All there is is subjectivity, but for subjectivity to have a subjective experience, it has to locate itself in different cameras. Yeah? If all there is is all there is, how is it going to have an experience? Yes? If all there is is all there is. It has to locate itself in a camera that's subjective. So that subjectivity can be have an experience of subjectiveness. Yeah? So by where it's looking at things from. So when you look at life from where you are with the conditioning and the lenses of that apparatus, it may be different than when I look at life or the same thing from this position. So we have different subjective positions, but all there is is subjectivity. All there is is consciousness having an experience here moving through different camera locations, literally. Based on the your location is conditional and your education and your DNA and everything. That's what gives your life this little slant. So subjectivity sees life in a subjective manner here going through you. Subjectivity sees life in a subjective manner going through quote-unquote me. Subjectivity sees life subjectively going through Jim. You understand what I'm saying? Universal subjectivity has a subjective experience here coming through all of our little camera lenses. 
Why not? It's beautiful. Can you imagine if you could set up a production and all you are is all there is, so you can never have an experience of yourself, and you say, okay, what I'm going to do is set up all these camera locations and I'm going to manifest as what I'm not and I'm going to see it, I'm going to see myself from millions of different subjective points of views and have this huge event called living. And all there is is that, consciousness. All there is is consciousness appearing in all these manifold ways. <laughs> so there you are. We're sitting here thinking, and yet the mental part of it that makes it so juicy is the mental process says, I'm the one who's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. So of course you think you're different than this camera. Because you don't recognize the subjectivity coming through this, so therefore you don't recognize the subjectivity coming through that. You think you have private thoughts, and you project that they must have private thoughts, which gives you a sense of not being them different, and voila, it goes to the manufactured play. Who knows? Don't believe anything I just said, but it's a nice, interesting way of looking at it. That's what just downloaded now. So who knows? I can't be... I can't authenticate its source. <laughs> but obviously all there is is subjectivity, but it's looking subjectively now through this. It could not look subjectively but through the body. That's the only way it can. It needs a different camera lens. Yeah? Your conditioning coming from somewhere, let's say if you're an Indian, you'd have different conditioning than I have from Long Island, New York. So how you would perceive life and everything would be different than them. But all there is is consciousness. So it's one, all there is is consciousness having incredibly subjective experiences through the lenses it's moving through. Now, if you don't particularly like the movie you're starring in, <laughs> and directing and everything like that, or even if you do and they're still not translating to a real joy and peace, based on, not, not based on circumstances, maybe, just maybe, while subjectivity is moving through, you can entertain, yes, that. Instead of letting your mind claim it to be what it says it is, maybe you can actually sense what it is by its moving through you. You're conscious. How could you not? I found it really helped when someone pointed out the minor mistake that was in my camera. This, state, this minor mistake of claiming and owning everything. So when consciousness was felt moving through me, I assumed it was me. I didn't assume that it was consciousness. I assumed that I was conscious instead of consciousness. Yeah? I think a lot of people have that assumption. It's a mental assumption. So the demonstration of consciousness to us gets claimed, and it becomes you that's conscious, which causes you to believe you can be unconscious. And your consciousness then, and your unconsciousness now is determined by what you do or have, which to me is playing God. That's what the mind does. Doesn't it? It says, if I do this and this and this, I'll be conscious. And if I don't do this and this and this, I'll be unconscious. That would be playing God to me. Because really, in fact, all there is is consciousness. How can you change that fact? But when there's an identification, then you have changed that fact to I can be conscious or unconscious. Which is very different than all there is is consciousness. Yeah? Don't you think? It's like a two totally different storylines. If all there is is consciousness, the sense of life would be happening through instead of happening to. You would have a different sense of it, usually. You would feel it differently. You would see it, you would sense it differently than you used to sense it. 
for me, was always happening to me. Things I wanted or didn't want, and things I didn't want were happening, and this and that. And all my mental states that would arise from that interpretation. Now, most of the time, I'm walking around, and life's happening through. It's all right. I mean, it's like 8,000 flushes a day. I don't go back, what was that 2,000 flush like? What, what was getting flushed then, then? It's way too much. There's flushing going on all the time. <laughs> Keep showing your toes, so it's and it's enough. There's just plenty in it. I don't have to add uh, my story to it. No. It's more than enough. But never, it will never be enough to you. Because in it, involved in it, there won't be a you. And that's never enough for you. Not being a you is never enough for you. Unless they can be a you that's not being a you. Yeah, that's the dilemma. The mental realm doesn't really want anything to do with it, seriously, unless it can co-opt it. It's living, it's grudgingly, what it does is it can't get rid of it, so it spends its, a lot of its activity claiming it, yeah? claiming the effects of being alive. And it, that's weight enough for it, but it has no desire to know it, because then the mental realm would be shut down in a way. I mean, the circus would pack up and leave. All your juiciness of the movie would be taken out a little bit. You wouldn't be starring every day and what's not happening. <laughs> Seriously. You'd be bored of it. You would. I mean, if you saw the mind's production of you as not you, you'd be bored of it in a second. Seriously. It's very boring. Because then you have the wisdom to see. It's like a loop that's been playing over and over again for fucking years. It hasn't. It's so lazy because it, it hasn't. It takes very little to keep you in trance. I guess it's so lazy. It hasn't upgraded its software in 40 years. It's still playing. You're the loser. You'll never be loved. Maybe one day you'll be hit by a car. It just totally overrides. You have been hit by a car, but it keeps you. I'm afraid I'll be hit by a car. Well, you've been hit by a car. But I'm really afraid of being hit by a car. I'm afraid someone I really love will lift me. That's happened eight times, but I'm still afraid of it. See, it just doesn't... It really, its production value isn't good. It really isn't. But what's entertaining it is unbelievable. What's identifying with it is unbelievable. That's why the movie seems so good. It's not the movie, it's the audience. It's you that's giving it all the meaning it has. This place only seems as real as you seem, literally. You are giving this place, not you as Paul and Doug, but you are giving this place all the meaning it has. When you see that this is not real, you'll have a, a sense of ease around that. There is no this or that, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But while you're taking this to be real, this has to seem real, to reinforce this. That's part of the symbiotic relationship. There's got to be a world to be you, to be a you. There's got to be an other to be a you. Without an other, there wouldn't be a you. So these things are totally important to the mental realm. Yes? Yeah. It doesn't want to give them up. They're like nuggets. It has to have them. But it has, what happens is it has most of your attention and interest. That's the dilemma. Yeah? So it's like a porno theater, really. There's a whole giant movie going on, but you're, most of us are sitting up in this dark, danky little place, watching it represent life over and over again. 
And when we've lost the sense of living, of the of the Batal of living, yes, we're not we're not living anymore. We're just fucking sitting back, like watching the same movie, saying where we could be right and who to blame, and yes, this everything would have been different. And it's just um, isn't it? Lousy jujubes, stale popcorn, you know, smelly place, dark, isolated. You get to be alone and right. You know, it's just a little dread. I think. A lot of people are getting more and more absorbed in there. Check it out. People don't even want to see people in, introduce you to a message. They want to read it on the internet. They want more and more isolation, more and more control. They don't want to have any effects that could sort of disturb their take on things. Yeah? It's getting weirder and weirder, doesn't it? Texting. Unbelievable. Watch friends of mine get totally absorbed in text hell. It's unbelievable. Just totally mind taking out everything out of the equation. Not even hearing voices anymore. Just mind. <laughs> really. No contact, no talking, not even the phone, no visual, just texting. Just mind like rats running on a roof. <laughs> it's incredible. It's really it's mind boggling to me. You know, and it will go farther than that. The perversity will not stop. It will go farther and farther and farther. Watch. The mind is eating its own tail. It's not going to stop. Yeah? It's, it wanted all this attention and interest, and it can't handle the interest and attention. It's going neurotic. It's going perverse. Really. It's getting angry. It's doing all this stuff out here in the movie. Watch. Check it out. Get absorbed. The texting blows my mind. Because I've seen it. I've witnessed it. People totally flipping out over what's not happening. Without almost anything other than Reading. <laughs> it's like mental dueling. There's no need for a sword or nothing. <laughs> Before you act like you're at least on the phone, hey, you motherfucker! Or see them and then have a big fight. Now, nothing. You ruin a relationship. <laughs> Get one. <laughs> Lose it again. Incredible. Talk about mental realm. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to send something other than that vibratory nature of mind? It's very tinny. That's too basic. I like that. That's even too enough to hear it really. it truly is we can start the whole ball rolling that's all I needed really 
was a year. I couldn't entertain the possibility. I had a year about it. My mind couldn't entertain the possibility because all of this ability to entertain was confined by a system of thought, self-centeredness. So it couldn't entertain this possibility, even though if it wanted to, and it had the ability to, the confinement in the system of identification, it wasn't able to entertain, I'm not that. I had to hear it from some other person from outside of me. That's how it happened here. And once I did, though, my head could start entertaining it. Just like in recovery, I got run over twice in one night. I had these tons of things happening, but there was no experience of surrender. Surrender happened in a trailer park on a regular day at the office trying to get loaded, yeah? And then something occurred, and I experienced what they talk about. And my sense of what they talk about, the sense of surrender, I had a feeling of that. And now my mind has been entertaining it for 22 years. All it needed was a little bit of the, of the essence of something. Once it's been given it, it can entertain it. That's what we're doing here. That's why I come here every week, three times a week. Because I have total faith in that ability that the head only needs to be able to hear it. And then it'll, maybe it'll do something with it, like entertain it. I mean the head. Well, the head. The thing is, it wants to entertain. It doesn't want to entertain it, but it wants. To, it wants to entertain relief. So you, that urge to get relief, you use as a little way of sliding it in under the door. It, it looks at the envelope, but what happens is the, something sneaks out of the envelope. That's the message. So right now, you, it's been delivered. Even though most people, when they go home and think about it, it's over. You realize the system goes all over it. And, well, no. What for me is there was a there was a, des- a desire for relief, and so I was open to it. Relief. Now, when it got in there, of course, my head wanted to sort of neuter it because it wants to be there to enjoy it when it gets good. But for some reason or another, it leaked in, and that's my hope. Yeah, because I think there's conditional mind which is a very small aspect, and then there's mind. And what conditional mind throws away doesn't go away from the awareness field of mind. Mind can go, wait a minute, I'm not that. I'm not that which is saying no to this message. I'm not that that says, oh, I know, I've heard this before. I'm not that, I'm not beholden to all these little things. That's entertaining. The ocean takes back the wave. No, it doesn't take back the wave. It just recognizes it. The ocean knows it's the ocean. It's the wave recognizing it's not the wave. That's the ocean. So where the message is, in a way, going to the wave, yeah, with the hopes that the ocean will hear it and go, hey, I'm not that, and wake up out of the glove of wave. Yeah, it doesn't go anywhere because the wave is the ocean. Yeah, it's just not, all the interest, interest and attention isn't emphasizing the wave aspect of what's happening. It sees that as an appearance and now is emphasizing the ocean aspect. Yeah.